What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. That's HAM in the numeral one. Download the SeatGeek app, get tickets on SeatGeek, get $10 off when you use the code HAM, and go to UntuckIt.com, promo code HAM for 20% off. Now to the segment. Did you see this story about Bo Levi Mitchell? No, I have not. I don't know. I, I, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is. So Bo Levi Mitchell is a CFL quarterback. Oh, that's okay. And uh, he, last year he was the CFL's most outstanding player. Okay. And so he he did an interview recently where he said that last December he worked out for the Vikings. Okay. And um, after the meeting, he or after the workout, he had a meeting with the Vikings, and they asked, you know, how you could help us win. And his answer was, well, for one, I've never been anywhere in football and not won a championship as a starter. High school, Division I, Division I AA, now here in the CFL. Everywhere I've been, I've won a championship within the first three years I've been there. I can help you do that. I'm coming in here, and I'm going to take Kirk's job. Wow. And the response he got was, uh, nah, we don't want you to take Kirk's job. We just want you to be here, help him with his eyes, tell him what you see, make him better as a quarterback. And I was like, well, I'm not signing with the Vikings. So this guy's basically saying that because he was going to be there to take Kirk's job, he chose not to sign with the Vikings and be a backup quarterback. You believe him? Uh, <laughs> well, let's put yourself in Bo Levi's shoes. He's okay. the most outstanding player. I'm Googling him right now. He played at Eastern Washington, but he's been in the league for a while. So he's but been. Didn't he play in the. Did he play like major college football before that? After that, I feel like he was like at Auburn or something like that. No, yeah, he played two seasons at SMU. Okay, not Auburn, but so then he then he transferred. So he's been he's won the MVP and the Grey Cup multiple times. I would guess he's making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Like he's got a good job and he's kind of on scholarship, right? So he's got in his mind a little leverage. Like what you're going to pay me? What the same amount I make to be an NFL backup to go for a guy that I think I'm better than? 
You don't think he now makes you, more as an NFL backup? Well, I mean, what's if he's never played in the NFL, his veteran minimum oh, is yeah. like 650 grand. Yeah, so he might much? get a raise, yeah. but it'd be two, it'd be a double whammy. You're not guaranteed to make the team. Like, if they were to draft some guy, like, you signed in December, they're basically signing you for the offseason, but they got cousins. What if they draft a guy? Then you get cut. You're like, well, the CFL season's already going. You kind of fucked me. So there is a little risk. So you might as well just go in there like a cocky SOB. And in fairness to him, he lives in the CFL bubble where he's one of the better players. Sounds like he's watching Kirk Cousins' film. Yeah. Do you think that those guys like Kirk Cousins? Or do you think it's more like yesterday watching Stephon Diggs, one of the big things this offseason was when they fired Flip, They one reason they he hated Flip is because Flip wanted to do this thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called passing. Uh, that he liked to pass the ball. And uh, they also, I think, invested like over $100 million into these two guys. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called receivers. They catch the balls. And that made Zimmer mad that he threw the ball a lot. Because I go, I wonder if Stefan Diggs just hates Cousins. But then I Googled a guy. He had a career year in 2018 with Cousins at his quarterback. He had 100 catches. So I'm like, he can't hate him that much. Because he his production with Kirk Cousins at his quarterback was by far the best in his career. And he was viewed as like... God, Stephon Diggs was one of the more underrated players in the NFL. He was kind of that guy for like his first three years. And then last year, he just became like, Stephon Diggs is a stud. Same with Thielen. I think it's more, he hates Zimmer. And the offense where it's like, yeah, Diggs, we just want you to block 24-7, 365. You're like, what the fuck, man? You're paying me all this money. I am sweet. Just throw me the ball. Like, I, watching him talk, I think it's much more with the coaching staff than it is with Cousins. Now, I'm not saying he might not like Cousins. But just the production was there. Like how many guys throwing the ball? Yeah, I'm with you. Because it can't be that fun if you're, uh, you know, if you're a star wide receiver and you just go, I just know they're not going to throw me the ball because we're not throwing the football. Like Zimmer had a wet dream when he thinks back on Week One and Cousins went eight for ten. That's what Cousins did in a blowout win. He went eight. For ten, and he likes that. So if you're Diggs, you go, you look around at all your friends because you probably met some dudes at like Pro Bowls and like, bro, I, I played for McVay, golf like sixty times a game, and McVay came in the meeting Monday and he said, he looked at all of us. I'm making this up, and he goes, it wasn't even enough. We can throw it seventy five times a game, and Robert Woods and and I looked at Gerald Everett and we were like, hell yeah, and he's like, god damn, that sounds fun. He's like, Doug Peterson's like, bombs away. Kyle Shanahan's like, we need to hit more deep shots. And all Zimmer keeps talking about is like, goal line runs. You're like, help! That's what I felt like Diggs is like, just get me to safety. Because right now, I feel like no one's going to throw me the ball. I'm not a diva, kind of blue collar guy, right? I'm not like, I'm not begging for the ball. But if I feel like I'm going to average two targets the rest of the season, this isn't about money. I've already been paid. This just sucks. This really, really sucks. He does just look kind of pouty, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but like, guy, tra- you like were, you said, prison, like he's trapped. Yeah, if if you were like this, I don't blame him. It, yeah, it'd be like the equivalent of you wanted to call a game, but they had you doing something else. Like you were instead of calling the game, you were also you also had to be the guy in charge of the production. But the, your boss just said, "Focus all on production. I don't care about you talking." You're like, well, I want to talk, you know, because that's what I do well. Diggs wants to run. Deep routes and throw them the ball. And they're not letting him do that. They're like, yeah, just work on your stock blocking. 
You know, I think the move, if you're a quarterback, the my favorite move as a quarterback would always be to go up to like the star receiver and like, hey man, I'm co- hey John, I'm coming to you first play, then drop one in the bucket for that guy, and now he just he loves you forever. Here's the key though, and I think Brady's really good at this: is you got to get in so close to your wide receivers, and like your offensive line, they're a little more blue collar. Like, just get them like a, a Ruth Chris dinner every other month or something. They're they're good, right? Jet, Send them some t- jet jet skis. Yeah, like four wheelers. Just do one once a year. They're they're good. They're easy. Or Audis doesn't 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 uh, didn't Brady give everybody Audis? Yeah, like they they don't need in the Audis. watches and shit. Audis, <laughs> that's the highest level. <laughs> but they they wouldn't you say they're kind of like uh, they're humans that don't need they don't really want to be bothered that much. Like they're already getting yelled at a lot. They just it's just tougher. Just just kind of leave us alone. But just I want you to know you take care of us. We're the wide receivers. The opposite. They need extra care. You take those guys out to dinner like once every other week, and then once you get a good enough relationship, you kind of play a politician. You go, listen, I want to throw the fucking ball 40 times a game. Zimmer told me in his office, don't tell anybody. He closed our meeting, said, I want for us to win, I think you need to average under 15 attempts. Like, that's not my call. That's his. So let's hate this that, guy. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this asshole thinks that about me and you. Yeah, so it's, you know, hey, I just, it's between me and you. The problem with that is then the wide receiver coach is going to hear it and then it would get back fast because, like, who, you're talking to someone. Like, Stephon Diggs needs to speak, right? He just wants to be heard. I did watch him yesterday and I kind of felt bad for him because I also saw, like, Albert Breer, right? Like, yeah, he's, whether he wants to trade or not, like, this ain't even a cl- sniffing Jalen Ramsey. Like, he's not available. Uh, all right, you want to, let's let's go through some games. Let's you got another quick headline here. Well, Ramsey's out again. Do, is it fair to say we think he's just hurt? No. You how did you he get hurt? We just tie back. You think he's faking his back injury? I don't know. I I don't. I think it's fair to say that he might not be hurt. I mean, he's hurt. I guess. And not is he? Put it this way: Do I think he's faking the back injury? No. If he was happy, would he be playing? I don't. Maybe I don't know. Who do they That's play all this I'm weekend? Saying. You have their game in front of you? Yeah, the Jags are playing the Panthers in Carolina. I'm kind of interested in that game. Uh, yeah, it's just not ideal. Because I want the Jags to keep winning, and they kind of need that guy to win. You know, like They, they, they do need him. Like he, is, he is their best player. I heard someone say, you could probably argue already like three and a half years into his career, he's like a top five player in the history of the franchise, right? I mean, the, the list is small. It's like Baselli, Fred Taylor, I don't know, uh, Mark Brunel. Like, it's not a long list here. So, and he's he, – he has the opportunity to arguably be – right, if they sign him to a long-term deal and he just stays healthy and he's like a Hall of Fame corner, one of the best players they'll ever have. Yeah. Who's the best offensive player in the history of that franchise? Fred Taylor. Yeah. Now, like, in fairness, their list should be kind of long, right? They did start the franchise in 97. Sure. It's not yeah. like like the Packers, like, we got a lot of the Raiders. Like, yeah, you guys have been around 70 years. Yeah, if you said it, who's the best <laughs> 49ers offensive player since the 1998? Yeah, it'd be T.O. and Frank Gore. Yeah. Vernon. Yeah, that'd be it. And then offensive lineman. Kittle. Who's, who's the best player in the history of the Panthers? Julius Peppers? Uh, yeah. Would you say Cam's a lock top five guy because he did win an MVP there? You'd say the linebacker? Geekly, yeah. Um, 
I think you'd have to say Cam. But, yeah, Cam, Cam would – I think I, – I, Peppers to me probably feels right. Richard Marshall? Richard Marshall, Bulldogs, their dog in the house. Would you say McCaffrey has a chance when it's all said and done to get up there right next to Peppers? Did you, did you see his yeah. catch the other day where he kind of bobbles it, bobbles it again, and then leaps? Yeah. I we uh, on the Sirius XM Pac-12 show we interviewed David Shaw yesterday. Yeah, and, and I was like, you know, one thing I remember is that you were always telling people like this guy can run between the tackles. Like, what do you think a Christian become an MVP candidate? And you know, David, like pretty button-down guy, he goes, "Excuse me, I got something coming up. I, I told you so." I'm like, damn. I was like, I've never heard you say I told you so before. I I, I will say this because it's like it's easy to kind of have a chip on your shoulder if you were pro. He did go eighth in the draft. And I know multiple teams, like in the early teens, that were like lined up to get him. Like the league viewed him pretty well, right? Yeah. He didn't yeah. like. It's it's criminal. It's criminal that the Panthers got him the first pick in the second round. He went eighth in the draft. So I, I'd say, and I, I was someone that thought that was nuts, but the league showed him a shitload of respect. Yeah. Right. No doubt. So I, I think the league listened because like. Mike well, John, Leach he right broke now. Barry Sanders' record, single-season record. That yeah, year. I mean, Mike Leach has – he keeps going viral every sweet Minshew play. And to me, there is validity there. Like, what were you guys seeing? Like, I tried to tell you guys, even if it was – like, well, it was a unique circumstance. But he did go in the sixth round. Christian McCaffrey, for everyone's like, people just didn't think he could do it. He went eighth overall. Eighth. Right, like, but it, was, I'm, it wasn't Danny Dimes' reaction, but it, but the general reaction was, "Whoa, really?" It was not. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't say nuts. It was unexpected. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're, you're, what, you, you, what else you like? Uh, uh, Cardinals, Bengals getting any of your attention this weekend? No, I, I wouldn't wish that game on my worst enemy. <laughs> Bills, Titans. Uh, not much interest there, especially with the, Matt Barkley might be the starter. I, the uh, one game that who do who plays the Giants, the Vikings. That that game interests me a little bit from a daily fantasy standpoint. It's the classic. Everyone, including myself, pulled down her pants, took a dump on Kirk Cousins. The Giants' defense is pretty bad. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him throw three or four touchdowns. And if you're Zimmer, now nah, I don't know if Zimmer, but if you're the offensive coordinator, don't you just try to get Diggs a couple balls deep and Thielen and just now does Zimmer allow that? I don't know. Yeah, or does but Zimmer I, say don't you throw him the ball once? I, I'm I'm I might take a couple Minnesota Vikings on my fantasy team. Not hmm. named Alvin Cook. When you see Saquon Barkley was like he had high ankle sprain, and then everyone's like he's an alien because he was practicing. But he, yeah. he, I guess today they ruled him out. Would you say if the, let's say the Giants were to upset the Vikings, would the bigger story be Danny Dimes has resurrected this dead franchise, or are the Vikings just absolutely on fire? Uh, I think it'd be the Giants thing first, but the Vikings would be a pretty big story. Too, they would right? be a bit, like, yeah, they'd be a big story. Because I think then you get to the point like, do we have to? We got to change our quarterback this year, this off season. Guys, okay, Sean Manning is our backup. But no, I'm just saying like, oh, oh the off season. Oh, yeah, 2020, we need a new quarterback. But what would your op like? A lot of people have DM me. What do you think about this trade? It'd be just different trades of like Kirk Cousins, different places. Would you agree that he's an untradeable player at that number? Now, yeah. if they wanted to eat, like, he makes $28 million or $29 million. What do you think that number would have to get down to for a team to be like, yeah, we'll trade your mid-round pick for this guy that's your starter? 17. Yeah, somewhere in the mid-teens. Because so you, you still, like, if Kirk Cousins was making $17 million, would the anger and the venom be a strong form? No. 
if he was on like a five-year, $60 million deal, right? It'd be like, yeah, this is what they paid for. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it would be, it still wouldn't be Rose's, but be like, this is what he is. He's a $15 million quarterback. He has his good days and his bad days. I think part of, I think 100% of the anger is you just Google his contract and you're going to go, this guy more than likely is never going to play a meaningful game in his life. And when this contract ends, people forget he got franchised twice. I think that number got to like $45 million. So you do $45 million plus the $86 million, that motherfucker made a lot of money, guy. <laughs> a lot of money. There are going to be times when he's like 40 years old and just his community, I don't know, when he's so rich, I don't know if they do community barbecues. We used to do that growing up. We'd have community block parties. Where he's just going to be sitting there and he's going to have more money than the entire block and there are going to be some guys, maybe a successful business owner that looks and goes, this guy wasn't even good at his job. And he's got the biggest house in our fucking city. And he's going to be so rich. And you just kind of live like a laughing stock. Like the Bill Buckner or whatever had a moment. But people always like went to the mat for Bill Buckner, right? Like you look at his career, he's a really good player. Certain guys that have bad moments, but they have good careers. There's another thing when you're just that guy that was overpaid. And your entire career comes into question. Not like a moment, right? Like Tony Romo had some just devastating moments. Though I think when it all ended, people were like, Tony was a really good player. And no one, like, wherever Tony lives in Dallas, no one says, like, he didn't deserve the $20 million a year he was making for, like, seven years. Like, he's earned, he was a great player, a really good player. Great might be strong. People one day are going to drive by Kirk Cousins' house, and it's going to be more than likely as big, if not the biggest house in his community, and go, son, that guy stole some cash to get there. You know what it, Kirk's response should be? What would you have done differently? <laughs> Well, no. What did you? What should I have done, huh? But you you agree that when people were driving by with little, Jimmy, I took less money. Old, them no one talks practice. about that. I took less money to go to Minnesota. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they told me they were ready to win. They fired my coordinator. You'd agree that's probably the best thing he ever did was to avoid the Jets because that would have been ten times worse. Well, maybe, but on the other hand, you'd be like, well, it's. I mean, how's you know? He's you on the Jets. It. Not yeah. his fault. The team Vikings looked ready made weapons. to go to the Super Bowl. Do you think that makes it worse? Yeah. It has to, yeah. So. Are you even close to feeling bad for him or no? No. Because it does feel like everyone's just shitting on him. No, I don't feel bad. I don't either. Uh, you know what? We didn't talk about the Raider game. I do have some. We'll, we'll get to that after headlines because um, there are a few things there. Uh, the other headline that's great is this. And the Niners will see Washington soon. Patriots at Washington. Colt McCoy is getting the start. There was a story in the Washington Post on Friday that Dwayne Haskins gets the gets the vibe that Jay Gruden didn't want him. I wonder where he gets that vibe, John. All the reports that he didn't want him since the day he got drafted. I wonder what's giving him that impression. I'm I'm a little red skinned out. Like I just I I can't take much more about their stories. I just I've just had enough. I just, I don't care. Uh, They're at the point in time now where every headline or every line I see or tweets I see is like, sell the team, sell the team. Like that's, and I don't blame those people for screaming that, but we know those screams, they don't land on his ears. Like he's never selling the team. Like you guys are fucked. It's that that where I do feel sad. Like if you're a 40-year-old diehard Redskins fan and it sucks. But it it hit me last night that like I and I think we've talked about it here. To me, there's this misconception, and we used to hear it a lot with the Raiders. Like the league is just better when the Raiders are good. And there were teams in like the '80s and '90s that were really good and that mattered a lot. And I think two teams would be an example 
for like before our generation would be the Raiders and the Vi- and the uh, and the Redskins. We're just powerhouse franchises, right? The Redskins were going win Super Bowls, going toe to toe with like the Niners and the LT Giants. Like they resonated on a national. They were an enormous powerhouse franchise. Well, they go away and new ones come. Like for the majority of those people's lives, the Patriots were a joke. Patriots just take their lot, in, their their spot in the land, right? Well, Seattle. The majority of our life, Seattle sucks. You know what Seattle's become? A staple of the NFL, like a powerhouse brand. Like you just you just get replaced. So yeah, it's like we need these teams. I hear this a lot from older people. Like we need these teams back. No, we don't. They got replaced. They can earn it back if they get well. But if they never are relevant again, it it sucks for that individual community. But the league as a whole, as long as a next quote unquote the Russell Wilson and Brady put their flag in a spot like they just get they get forgotten about and that well the Redskins probably less than the Raiders because the NFL their market's so massive they still get don't they get the obligatory just lock one Monday night game a year like they're getting a Monday night game either on the road or at home even if they're a two-win team like the Redskins just get one and then I think it comes into the consciousness of like people like me and you that don't think about them that much like god they suck Unless they play the Raiders, which they did the one time, and the stat was someone hit me up like Middlecott, that was not a Monday night game. It was Sunday night football. Okay, sorry, prime time. Sunday night, not Monday night. When those when the guys wouldn't sit. Remember that? Yes. Or they all sat. The offensive yeah, line yeah, all yeah. sat. Well, that was the game that the store there was like the Derek got hurt, right? That game? No, I think he had been hurt the game before. Oh, he had been maybe. hurt, but there was a report. What was the story that he and Donald Penn got into? I mean, some I don't even know if it was true or not, but yeah, someone attacked that. him. I don't know if it was Donald Penn, but it was someone attacked him. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd say the best game of the weekend is Packers uh, Cowboys on paper. I'm I'm pretty fascinated to watch that thing. Yeah, I imagine that do decent ratings, don't you? You're like that's if you're like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Hey, we got you know I get, you got to work two games this week, but you get Seattle Rams and then that. Like you can't complain that much. Could be worse. We get that game in the Bay Area. Uh, I would imagine because we get no afternoon game. That's got to be the game of the day, right? I would hope because well, there's a CBS Bronco game which scares me. Oh, that's I'm yeah. Well, but as long as we don't get two games in the morning, we're good. I think we're okay because. I think the rule is if you have a standalone market game, you have to give that game a standalone, and then you get the doubleheader in the afternoon. Gotcha. Don't quote me on that, though. Well, I'll, I'll ch- just went yard. I know. I saw that. I'll check here while we're while we're talking. Uh, what else? Anything else? Schedule headlines? Okay, Jump you, out to you. Do you think Colts Chiefs on paper looks a little shitty after Colts just got their ass kicked? Uh, I, felt like that, I felt like that game looked a lot better about two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I'll i say I I wasn't totally in on the Colts, but I, I also think there's a chance the Colts kind of look like the Rams looked after a, after a ugly loss. Kind of come back kinda, swinging. Yeah, especially because now they know this is a divisional game. Like, where is that game? In Kansas City. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, Not a divisional is. game. Ah, I was hoping it was in a dome. You know, Mahomes in a dome, barely 1-0 in his career. Yeah, it'll be okay. You could argue, you know, that whole thing, like, ah, he's never played in a dome. Like, the noise is just different in a dome. And it's, you know, I don't know. Have, have you been to, uh, what do they call that? Where Seattle plays? What's that place called? Lincoln? No, I have not. The Link? Isn't it? Is no. 
Is that called the Link? Philly place. But I do think it's Lincoln Financial Field too, isn't it? I don't know. That place looks... I've been there one time, but it was for no. a college football game, and it was not anywhere nearly packed like that. that. That end zone where it's kind of a triangle looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I've driven by it. Yeah, no, it John. So sweet. we get the Raider game in the morning, as expected, and then we get the we get the two games. So we do get the good. We get Packers, Cowboys. Okay. So we get we get Raiders, Bears, and Red Zone for me, and then I, I can live with yep. that. Yeah. I can Red live zone. with that. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.